apology, so I've got to finish the meeting inside two hours, which hopefully uh, won't be a problem. Uh, welcome to this meeting of the Planning Policy Working Group. Um, and uh, the first item is apologies for absence. Now, I've got, um, I think, three speakers. Uh, Mr. McDonald, Mr. Herbert wishes uh, to have his comments. He's no longer able to make it. But no, we sh- you made it. Excellent. I have four speakers. So um, I'm just wondering which items you wish to talk on, because if they're all on item... One's on three. Is it on your list? Uh, item five, then it would be better to take the outside speakers before item five. Look at the left. It says item three, doesn't it, or something? Okay. Yeah. So, we'll take... And I think... Councillor Hall wants to talk about item 5 as well. So um, what we'll do then, we'll take uh, uh, Mr Herbert before item 3 and then the other speakers before item 5. I think that makes more sense. Uh, So um, apologies for absence. I know um, Councillor Davis is on his way. He did explain that uh, he would be late. have we had any other apologies from anybody else? So we haven't heard from Councillor Harris. No. Okay. Well, so there are no apologies then. Um, and Councillor Davis, I think, will be here sh- shortly. Minister of the previous meeting, are they an accurate? Okay, and declarations of interest. Declare an interest as a yep. member of Essex County Council. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Any other declarations of interest? I declare my usual interest of my wife's non-pecuniary interest in um, Eastern Park or the gardens of Eastern Lodge. Okay, thank you. Uh, minutes of the previous meeting, are they a true record? Councillor Ranger. Thank you, Chair. The uh, comment attributed to me under the care homes uh, item was that I said it was immoral, not uh, inappropriate. Thank you. We'll correct that. Any other comments? We'll take the minutes then as an accurate record. Uh, item three, so we'll ask Mr Herbert to come and speak and then we'll progress with item three. Okay. You've you. got three minutes and we've got a timer. Thank you. I represent Galliard Homes, which is one of the principal promoters of the West of Braintree Garden community. I would just like to make some comments on item three of the agenda, which concerns the strategic growth development plan documents. We have expressed the view before that the delivery of homes in garden communities is being held back by an unnecessarily lengthy sequence of planning procedures. This is demonstrated in paragraph 13 of the report, where it is stated the process has been made to fit the trajectory. In the case of Western Braintree, that trajectory has not been discussed with Galliard. We believe homes can be delivered more quickly than the trajectory suggests. In paragraph 15, reference is still being made to the first homes anticipated in 2025-26, when we have suggested this could be about two years earlier. It isn't Galliard that is putting less emphasis on earlier delivery. There is no reason for the timing to be different just because the community is being planned with Braintree. With effective cooperation between the two authorities, this shouldn't be an obstacle. Galliard is certainly working in cooperation with the other principal landowner and has been for several years. 
just two principal landowners shouldn't be any sort of barrier to deliver either. What is consistently being ignored is that Galliard is the one company involved in promoting the garden communities that actually builds homes. It can operate very effectively as a master developer. Possibly this could be in partnership with other builders to ensure a wide range of housing is provided. And certainly this can be in partnership with the North Essex Garden Community Company or other public sector organisation as is being suggested. We recognise the programme is dependent on the NEA examination timetable but this is no reason for there being less emphasis on early delivery or imposing the Council's trajectory, nor the purely theoretical capacity of 970 homes in the planned period. It's disappointing that all the representations made on the DPD issues and options, including our own, over a year ago, has not even been looked at yet. Galliard has said before it's fully committed to creating a place, a new place, that re reflects the TCPA's Garden City principles. There is no need for public sector involvement beyond the planning system to ensure these standards are met. However, there may be an important role for the public sector as infrastructure provider. That is where the partnership comes in. Leave the promoter to do what it knows best, building homes. We do find that there appears to be a disproportionate emphasis on the process and not enough on outcome or delivery. Having said this, it's our view that it's an extremely ambitious timetable for revising the sustainability appraisal and this should be reviewed. It's surely better to take a bit longer addressing the extensive recommendations from ACOM and increase the certainty that this important aspect of the plan is sufficiently robust rather than risk the outcome experienced by Braintree and its neighbours earlier this year. Thank you. Thanks very much. I'll ask uh, officers to comment on that uh, and then obviously colleagues can talk through the item. Um, as you correctly point out, uh, obviously in North Uttlesford, um, their plan has been paused and we've already done an addendum to reflect that. Um, this uh, this uh, council is absolutely committed to DPDs uh, on the basis that we want to ensure that we have uh, garden communities of uh, the quality um, and uh, facilities that, to, we, to which we all aspire and with the correct uh, governance and the correct um, a method of delivery to ensure that that uh, not only happens at the time of building but happens for posterity as well. Uh, but we take note of your points and delighted to hear that you're still absolutely committed to T TCPA principles uh, and um, so we, we will have further discussions as and when um, North, North Essex uh, is able to proceed. Colleague uh, officers, do you wish to comment? Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Um, on uh, your point about the trajectory holding up delivery on Western Braintree, um, the trajectory isn't uh, seeking to phase the development on Western Braintree and say that development can't happen before 2025-26. Um, it is merely um, an estimation of when we think delivery is most likely. And the reason for the delayed, the delayed, the uh, delivery on Western Braintree being behind. Um, North Huddlesford and Eastern Park is, as you said, the, the, the additional complication around the fact that it is a cross-boundary site. Um, the North Essex authorities' examination needing to be um, to be been gone through as well. Um, so, recognises the fact that you say you can deliver more quickly, and, and that is, that's great if, if you can. Um, uh, and on the uh, timetable for the SA, would talk about that in more detail under item 5 um, 
uh, ACOM have said, uh, the consultants have said that they can work to the timetable though. Thank you, Mr. Herbert. Thank you. So, moving on to agenda item three, um, Garden Community Strategic Growth Development Plan documents. Am I looking to Mr. Mars? Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Um, the local plan proposes strategic growth development plan documents for each of the three garden communities. These DPDs will set out further detail and requirements around the delivery of the garden communities, and this report provides an update on progress. Um, issues and options consultation was held in the winter of 2017-18 on the west of Braintree DPD. Work on the DPDs for Eastern Park and North Uttlesford is just commencing. Meeting has been held with the site promoters for North Uttlesford last month, during which officers set out the policy areas the DPD would need to cover. Uh, Appendix 1 of the report sets these out. Um, it also agreed that the, the promoters would contribute financially to the preparation of additional evidence base, but it was stressed that they, the Uttlesford District Council would need to agree the brief. Um, and retained the um, right to commission independent review of the work if necessary. A meeting with the promoters of Eastern Park is programmed for next week. Additionally, the council is seeking to program meetings with local uh, parish and town councils and ward councillors to discuss the engagement on the DPDs. Uh, paragraph 12 of the report sets out the future timing for producing the DPDs for Eastern Park and North Uttlesford. Paragraph 14 sets out the ambition to set up community forums to engage with local communities and hard-to-reach groups. Paragraph 17 of the report, report updates the working group to the fact that a bid for government funding to support the delivery of the garden communities has been made. Uh, this was submitted to the government the week before last. Um, and as I already said, Appendix 1 sets out the first draft of the policy areas covering the DP that the DPD will cover and we welcome any comments on this. Thank you. Thank you, colleagues. Councillor Parker, then Councillor Dean. Chairman, um, the appendix. I find it very strange that parking standards has a question mark against it and perhaps not quite so relevant for North Uttlesford, but what will be incredibly relevant should west of Dunmo progress would be parking restrictions. And I mean parking restrictions from day one uh, west of Dunmo could end up a quarter of a mile from the back end of Stansted Airport and it could become a giant car park for people who would wish to either walk or take their bike or whatever and park in residential streets. So I do think it's very important that we involve, as well as other stakeholders, that we involve the parking partnership in our discussions on how we design out um, non-resident parking. Of course people want visitors and people want whatever but we can't have these estates becoming, or these housing, or these villages, whatever they're going to be, um, becoming car parks for, for other, other bits of the community, if you see what I mean. Um, you know, and I, I think parking standards is very important. We've shown, if you look at uh, some developments across the district, you look at Priors Green, we designed parking courts. Parking courts are not popular. People want to park outside their houses. So the roads are jammed and the parking courts sit empty. So parking standards is an absolute must, but parking restrictions is an even bigger must and engagement with the parking partnerships at an early stage of any proposals of any size should be 
fully, uh, well, we should be fully engaged with them, Chairman. Thank you. Um, very important point, particularly as there will be a rapid transport link from um, Eastern Park through into Stansted Airport. Uh, I think we learnt some very, very good lessons at Eddington, the uh, university um, settlement uh, just on the west of Cambridge. Uh, but officers, do you wish to make a comment? Uh, thank you, Chair. Um, the, the question mark on next to parking standards was intended to reflect the fact that this, whether this is covered by the Essex design guide or not, but I think Councillor Barker makes very good points and um, yes, we need to make sure that it's, it's covered properly in the DPD. Chairman, could I raise another one then, as we mentioned Eddington? Um, several of us visited Eddington. I didn't like Eddington, but I did learn a lesson, and the lesson was about waste. There is not a wheelie bin in, es in Eddington. Everything is in underground chambers, so you have things that look like litter bins at the top. You lift it up, and in that one goes your glass, and in that one goes your paper, and in that one goes your general waste. And when the bins are full, a lorry comes along and empties them. But it's, it's designed so that when you have a little bit of waste, you take it out of your house in the morning, you drop it into the bin, and it's gone. And it's not suitable for everywhere, and we certainly can't retrofit it. But in a new community, you could introduce it. We are one of the few places, few places in Europe where we expect the bin man to come to our gate or our door. You go to France or Sweden or anywhere else, you have to take your rubbish somewhere. So possibly, one thing I did learn from that was there are different ways of managing waste if you think about it up front. Lots of underground car parking, lots of underground waste, and it seems to work for them. No rubbish anywhere. Thank you. Councillor Dean. Thank you, Chairman. I'll um, start off by endorsing the words of uh, Councillor Barker a minute ago that, that Eddington was very interesting, particularly from that point of view, and I'd certainly look forward to schemes coming forward on how to avoid having wheelie bins cluttering pavements um, and, and roadways at our three garden settlements. I, I w welcome this um, paper, um, and you know, particularly that work is getting underway on the DPDs. I think there was a suggestion not too long ago that we might not begin until sometime early in 2019, and I think the fact that this is getting underway is, is good because that's what the Council committed to many months ago when, for instance, people in the new settlements were demanding more information at a lower level in the, in the local plan and clearly that wasn't the right thing to do at the time and we said that we would uh, that would all come out in the DPDs and so the fact that it's underway now I think is good and we're keeping to our mother councils keeping to its promise. I just pick up um, a couple of points I notice here in um, paragraph 14 that there is a suggestion that digital media might be used for getting opinions in and I'm happy with that but I think it is essential uh, that uh, the majority of the dialogue is face to face because as we all know with social media unless the people know what they understand what they're commenting on then you, 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 you might get uh, information that's not useful so, so dialogue is, is very important and I would also say that um, when the community forum get, or the fora get underway, that there is, there is good um, secretaryship, there is good logging of ideas which should all be signed off in one way or another, either you know, in some cases 
put into Councillor Barker's modern bin because they're not deliverable, but equally well, nothing should be lost. That's really what I'm saying. And I think, I think everybody who participates should feel that their point of view has been listened to, noted, uh, evaluated, and, and taken forward one way or another. So those are the two points I'd like to make. Otherwise, I, you know, I'm pleased that this, is getting under, this process is getting underway. Good. Thank you. Councillor Ranger. Yes, I too welcome this paper. Um, I echo Councillor Dean's um, uh, note there and also that I agree that the around-the-table discussions are essential. Um, I welcome the paper because way before the Regulation 18 submission, I, in many uh, meetings, uh, extolled the value of DPDs. They are going to be the reinforcing rod up the backbone of our plan and they are essential. Um, I would like to see within Appendix 1, somewhere around about Item 8, um, <clears throat> a requirement that we can agree um, the space standards for dwellings, all types of dwellings. Um, we don't have one in the Council at the moment, and I think that's something that uh, we can address perhaps even before the local plan gets adopted and bring it into our existing um, planning arrangements. Um, <clears throat> it's essential that um, the the properties we build will have longevity, that they can be adapted, they are suitable for the purpose that they are initially intended for, and the space standards uh, document will help us to make sure they are provided by the builders, whoever they may be. Thank you. Any other comments? Councillor Lees. Sorry, very quickly. Um, I do really agree about the wastage, absolutely. One of my concerns is uh, the parking, and I know that we follow Essex County Council guidelines, and we keep doing that all in this district, but also in this district, Forest Hall Park, Dunmo, Elsenham, there are cars jam-packed because people don't feel they have enough parking spaces in their house. I know we followed a formula, um, and I keep saying that maybe we ought to devise our own formula or look at it again, because I think every settlement in our district so far of late is inundated with cars and parking and as Councillor Barker said even though people have no legal right to park outside their front door that is what they want um, and some of the smaller settlements one in Elson particularly is, is got to the point once again where people are walking in the middle of the road because the cars are parked either side of the pavement so I do feel that we ought to be maybe be a little, try and be a little bit more innovative if we could We totally agree so um a number of us, Councillor Dean, Councillor Ranger, were at the Business Forum, uh, the Nuclear Centre, and we heard from Clean Tech, Martin Garrett, who is uh, the Chief Executive of Clean Tech, and uh, the ideal solution will be you will drive, if indeed you do drive, because most of you will be on sustainable transport, uh, you'll drive your electric car up to a, a panel that is solar-powered so there will be no drain or emission whatsoever. So, you know, we could go on all night saying what we want built into these new communities, but the, the world is changing fast, and this new technology has absolutely got to be factored in. So I think we all subscribe to that. So I totally agree with you, Councillor Lees. Councillor Lodge. Thank you. And, uh, yes, the, the waste disposal at Eddington was one thing that really uh, drew my attention again, so I think that's an excellent, uh, an excellent move. Uh, however, looking at the bigger picture, I think we're, we're probably um, fighting a, a phony war here because it, certainly from, from my perspective it's, it's, it's not the direction that we really want to head into because 
whilst the negotiation process is going on, the premise behind what we're doing is that landowners are still going to walk away with somewhere of the order of £2 billion, that it is still £2 billion that could be put into infrastructure and into facilities in the new community. Um, we possibly have to go through this, but I would still like more to be done on looking at the establishment of development corporations where this authority possibly, and almost certainly combined with Essex, has the oversight of that, and we generally genuinely build the um, new towns for the development of the community. And we're not yet heading in that direction. Um, these new towns, these garden communities will absolutely be built for the benefit of the community. You sit on the um, governance board, Councillor Lodge, you know exactly where we're up to with the negotiations as far as how we're going to deliver uh, the standards. You also know the complexities of development corporations. It's, it's not a subject uh, for DPDs. That's a planning aspect that runs in parallel to the delivery uh, aspects, and we're making good progress on the delivery aspects, and obviously we'll be feeding that back as and when uh, we have uh, uh, come to a uh, conclusion, but that will be an all-party uh, coverage on the governance board. So I take your point, but... Um, it, DPDs can absolutely start now because how, the, how it looks, um, what the facilities are, what the input of the local communities is, is fundamental to the planning of the settlements. Anybody else? Okay, the item is for... Uh, noting. Uh, recommendation 2, so we've noted. Thank you very much indeed. Item... Four, local plan statement of community involvement. Mr. Miles, thank you. Thank you, Chair. Uh, short introduction here. Uh, this report proposes some minor amendments to the, the Council's statement of community involvement before publishing it for consultation in the new year. This is primarily to update the SCI to ensure it covers the fact that the Council has published the addendum to the local plan to allow representations to be made. Uh, and also to cover the fact that we may need to consult on an updated sustainability appraisal. Uh, these two changes are set out at paragraph 5.8 of the SCI, that's agenda page 28, and table 2, that's agenda page 30 in the regulation 19 row. Uh, PPWG is asked to consider the SCI and recommend to Cabinet that the document is published for consultation in the new year. Thank you. Thank you very much. Just to remind colleagues that there is a recommendation that Planning Policy Working Group considers the updated statement of community involvement and recommends to Cabinet that the document is subject to a six-week consultation from the 7th of January to the 18th of February. Anybody wish to comment on this? Councillor Dean. Yes, thank you, Chairman. Um, we've just been talking about DPDs, and as far as I can work out, there's only one reference in this document to DPDs, and that's in paragraph, first line of paragraph 5.6. And yet, if one goes to table 2, which talks about, um, well, it says local plan and other development plan documents, it, we've got the local plan, we've got neighbourhood plans, but there isn't a heading DPD. So it just seems to me that it's a bit thin on the big topic that we're dealing with at the moment. Um, I know the principles of how that's going to be um, moved forward is referred to in the last 
paper, about community forums and so on, but I'm surprised, or I would have expected it to feature a bit more in this document. Yeah, I think that's a very fair point. Mr. Mars? Thank you. Um, table 2 in the document, Local Plan and Other Development Plan documents, um, while that doesn't go into the detail of the timing of the documents, it does ap apply to other DPDs. Um, a a local, local plan is a DPD, a DPD is a local plan. Um, so it, it doesn't go into the same detail uh, that we've included in paragraph 12 of the previous report, uh, which was the update on the DPDs, um, but it is covered. I, I recognise that it's mentioned, but one could easily miss it, and <laughs> so its significance is, in my opinion, diminished, and somehow or other I thought it would, they would feature a bit more I think all boldly. Uh, Councillor Dean is asking for, and I think it's a fair request, is that because DPDs are the very foundation of community involvement, that we need to express that I suggest we ask the officers come back with some recommendations to Cabinet around some more specific wording around that. Good, thank you. Anybody else? Councillor Lees. Thank you, Councillor Dean. Thank you, sorry. Um, I just want to uh, clarify, I've been asked to ask a question by Alston Parish Council actually. Um, on um, principles of engagement, it says continued engagement with community and stakeholders after decision has been made on the planning application, including section 106 issues. So the question is, Will the content of the 106 agreements be revealed to town or parish councils prior to be signed? And the reason I ask this is there have been a couple of 106 agreements where things have been decided that weren't actually conducive that the parish council hadn't wanted. Um, there was a cycle rack, for example, mm. in a town. So would it not, if we're talking about DPDs and, and public participation, would it not be better for town and parish councils to have some sort of chit-chat involved with the 106 agreements rather than engagement after it's been signed? So that's a very important point, not that just, just actually apply. And I'm going to ask Mr Harper to respond here, uh, unless his colleagues wish to. Just but you actually hit on uh, what this uh, administration's yeah. real ambition is, which is that there is a trilogy of developer, yeah. planning authority and community. Um, and that must be seen to work to its optimum effect. Now, not everybody is going to get their own way, so uh, it, it will always be a discussion, but I totally agree that um, the community that's affected should have an input into what it particularly wants out of 106. Now, as you well know, the demands on Section 106 are heavy. Uh, there's the affordable housing commitment. There's the education commitment. We now want uh, more sports fields. We want more medical care centres and so on and so forth. So it will always be a balance. But uh, I absolutely hear the point you're making, which the, the, the trilogy must be seen to be working. Does an officer want to comment on that? So um, it's important that the 106 agreement... Uh, uh, takes forward the heads of terms which uh, would have formed the basis of the resolution of the planning committee on a planning application. So um, the engagement around the heads of terms should take place uh, 
during cons consultation on the planning application before it's determined. You can't have substantive consultation after the resolution to grant planning permission subject to the heads of terms. But I think Councillor Lees's point is that to what extent will the communities be involved at that stage? Can I just, sorry, Chair, can I just add that this, this is clearly an important issue and this has come through quite strongly from, from members and we're already beginning to do that through the planning performance agreements. So the PPA process that we've introduced this year, the key element of that, as well as obviously it generates income for the council, which is, which is great, but one of the key things for me is that it sets out a very clear process whereby the developer will be meeting with parish councils and, and, and other interested bodies at the earlier stage in the process so that we can sort of tease out all those sorts of issues. So I totally agree and through this process we'd be doing exactly the same. So if that's the case then, would we take out after the decision has been made or not? Um, 4.3, our key principles of engagement are, and it's the last point of 4.3, on page 26, and it says continued engagement after decision has been made on a planning application, including section 106. It may seem a little bit pedantic, whether we can add in somewhere with the DPD 106, this would be engaged with town or parish council, I don't know, but if you could have a look at it and maybe come back with something. We'll do that. Yeah, thanks for that. Good, helpful comment. Any, anything? Anybody else? Okay, just to remind you, uh, well, I won't reread the recommendation, but there is one. Those in favour of that recommendation, please show. Carried unanimously. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, we now move on to item five, updating the Regulation 19 Sustainability Appraisal. Um, we have one, two, three speakers. I'll call them in the order of Mr. MacDonald, uh, Ms. Wilkinson and Mr. Hall. Mr. MacDonald. Good evening. Uh, my name is Ken MacDonald. In response to the Regulation 19 consultation, I stated that the local plan has not been properly prepared because UDC failed to properly consider responses to its so-called consultations. Now this incredibly damning report from ACOM seems to support my conclusions. The UDC has, far too readily taken at face value and almost without question, the reports of developers and consultants. This aspect of the ACOM report mirrors the conclusions expressed last week by Stop Stansted Expansion in respect of the recent airport application. I recognise that this Council has a relatively small budget with, it, with which to tackle complex issues, but the principles of sound management should still be applied. By all means delegate to subordinates and consultants, but such delegation does not remove responsibility. The work of officers and consultants, the forecasts of by employers and developers with vested interests, all must be reviewed, especially in the light of challenges by those who have taken the trouble to put together a considered, albeit inconvenient, point of view. I've long been saying that this local plan is based on population and job forecasts that are highly questionable. An aspect that I failed to appreciate is what I think ACOM have now said, that the location of planned development should respond to the location of need. This latest commissioning of consultants offers an opportunity to work from the ground upward, evidence-based, and founded on sustainability. 
At last, there seems to be an opportunity to review the housing and employment forecasts, taking into account the issues that I and Mike Young and others have been raising persistently for more than three years. This new piece of commissioned work must not be yet another sticking plaster to paper over the cracks, another exercise to find evidence to support a predetermined conclusion. We've had too much sticking plaster. The officer's recommendation is that the PPWG notes the findings of the sustainability assessment review and the actions taken by officers to address these findings. There's been too far, far too much noting. I hope you'll do much more. I urge you to bring about a change in the culture that regards delegation of a task as delegation of responsibility. This committee is responsible and must take responsibility for what has been happening and for what is to come. Thank you. Ms Wilkinson. You were on. <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity to speak on behalf of Little, Par Little Chesterford Parish Council. I have several questions about the fundamental update the Council is undertaking on the sustainability appraisal, the SA, as a result of the ACOM report and legal advice, and also how this relates to some of the other agenda items. An old programming maxim is guy go, garbage in, garbage out. If you have bad evidence, you'll get bad decisions. The ACOM report has pages and pages and pages of flaws in the evidence that they have uncovered. More generally, they have said that UDC has relied heavily on evidence from promoters. This is not the first or only time that this observation has been made. For example, one of the regulatory responders to Regulation 19 said that the site selection process seems to be somewhat retrofitting the evidence to justify a decision that has already been taken. My question is, will the evidence base be reviewed as part of this fundamental update of the SA to ensure that it is robust and can be seen to be impartial and objective? The ACOM report is also very critical of the way that this evidence is then combined and used to make decisions. And so one would expect that changes to this, progress, to this progress, process to be part of the fundamental update. If what's going into the decision-making process is changing, and the process itself is changing, I find it very surprising that UDC considers that the probability of a different decision being reached is low. They also say that the probability of being unable to achieve this all by a deadline that's just a few weeks away is very low. How then can we be confident that this fundamental update is truly objective and robust and does not repeat past mistakes? Also on today's agenda, section 5.7 of the Statement of Community Involvement says that the SA must be published for comment at the same time as the local plan. However, it appears from previous discussion that this will take place in January and February next year, separate to the local plan. Can the Council please state how they will ensure that the consultation will be timely, open and transparent? My final question is about applying the lessons from the um, SA review. It seems that it will be the promoters who will be doing much of the work to prepare DPDs and also pay for some of the evidence that go into it. Can the Council review the, this process to ensure that the DPDs 
will not be found to rely heavily on what was being proposed by the promoters like the SA was. Thank you for considering these questions about how an objectively assessed and transparent local plan can be achieved and I look forward to your responses. Thank you. Mr Hall. Uh, parish councillor and district councillor Redfern tells me that um, she's not now going to speak so if, if I ever run three minutes please indulge no we won't three minutes okay in April 2016 my parish council following UDC's assessment of responses to the call for sites sent in detailed criticisms of the site at Chesterford now selected for the new NUGC site Today, the, uh, the point at which um, the uh, draft local plan is to be submitted to the local inspector, uh, planning inspector, we learn that the obligatory sustainability assessment legally required prior to adoption of a local plan is non-compliant with the regulations. Two quotes from the report. It's not clear why there is a need for three new garden communities in light of the alternatives. And secondly, uh, to avoid the risk of legal challenge, quotes, uh, the uh, UDC has advised quotes to undertake a fresh, objective and comparative appraisal of GC options based on a range of different sizes, as well as the merits of the sites, not what is being promoted by developers. This last criticism goes to the heart of the NUGC proposal. ACOM has advised that to avoid or to provide least risk of legal challenge, the identified issues um, regarding appraisal and development of reasonable alternatives should be pursued. UDC's QC is understood to have advised that if the updated SA indicates that the local plan as proposed is, I quote, not the most appropriate strategy to deliver its objectives, unquote, further representations should be sought on what will inevitably be a markedly different set of proposals. If it is the intention of UDC to submit the local plan to the inspector by 24th January 2019, it's self-evident that any plan submitted in its present form, being based on a highly flawed SA, will be defective. It is equally evident that there is no way in which there can be a proper consultation in the time available on any plan reflecting changes required by the revised SA. Either way, the way forward proposed by UDC will expose it to legal challenge. The situation is in no way resolved by the amended SA produced by Place Services in October 2018 in relation to the current Addendum of Focus Changes Review. Final comment. It has been suggested that UDC should seek recovery from Place Services of all or part of the £48,000 UDC has paid for a clearly defective work product. By parity of reasoning, my parish council will be looking for reimbursement from UDC of the more than £20,000 it has had to pay its own consultants to challenge a clearly deficient and inadequately prepared draft local plan. I have a copy of these uh, uh, representations available and I request they are attached to the minutes of this meeting. Thank you. Thank you. So I will ask, is it Mr. Miles? Yes. 
to respond and to um, present uh, item 5. Uh, but I think it's just worth um, reminding ourselves uh, that this council um, observed what happened to North Essex. The addendum was one outcome, which has been approved by council. And the second was that the inspector passed comment on uh, the sustainability appraisal, which was completed by the same company, Blaze Services, a perfectly legitimate company that's been employed elsewhere by a number of bodies. Uh, but clearly, we're not arguing with the comments that that inspector made. And as a response, it was the responsible thing to do for this council to uh, review our own um, SA, uh, which it's done. Uh, ACOM have passed comments about a rival company, um, and that's what we have in the report tonight. It is not, the report tonight is not their new sustainability appraisal, and I think we must remember that. Uh, we're awaiting that, and um, hopefully we'll have it uh, within uh, a few weeks. Just to remind you that uh, Regulation 19 was a representation. What does that mean as opposed to a consultation? A consultation, which is what happened at Regulation 18, uh, is uh, literally, as it suggests, a consult, consultation uh, with a response and changes as a consequence of the consultation. And that's what happened in our Regulation 19. The comments from that are a representation. Uh, they're not responded to, they are passed to the inspector. And that's what would happen to uh, the representation on the new SA. The comments would be passed to the inspector. So um, uh, that would be the process. In answer uh, to um, Mrs. Wilkinson's comment about the DPD, I take your point uh, that uh, it won't be... Um, developer-led, it absolutely won't. The whole point of the DPD is that it, it, there is uh, consequential um, public engagement and public input, so you can have that guarantee. Mr Miles. Thank you, Chair. I will um, start by introducing the item and then cover any questions which my introduction doesn't cover or which you've not already covered. Uh, final report for this evening is, looks at up updating the sustainability appraisal of the Regulation 19 local plan. Following the publication of the letters from the North Essex Authorities Inspector, we contacted our SA consultants, that is Place Services, to get their take on the criticism of uh, the NEA, SA, NEA sustainability appraisal. I won't use too many acronyms. They were of the opinion that there were key differences that meant we were in a better position they said that we had explored a comprehensive suite of spatial strategy alternatives from the outset and had pulled together more evidence for the SA, particularly around the garden communities. However, um, in, in thinking further on the, uh, the letters from the North Essex authorities and the representations received at Regulation 19, officers consider it, considered it prudent to commission an, an independent review of the SA. That is the document which you have before you today, by, um, produced by ACOM. The review identifies a number of concerns around the SA of the Regulation 19 local plan, including the clarity, perceived objectivity of the document, and the reasonable alternatives the strategy was assessed against. The report also sets out a number of recommendations and options for dealing with these concerns. Um, see Chapter 5 of the review from Agenda Page 84. Officers sought legal advice on the most appropriate way forward 
and following receipt of this advice have commissioned ACOM to update the SA of the Regulation 19 local plan. This update will address all of the recommendations in the review and it is anticipated it will be published for a period of representations this winter. I'll now provide a short update on that work which is, has started. Um, officers met with ACOM on Monday last week to discuss the evidence supporting the plan and the sustainability appraisal as well as the reasonable alternatives to the strategy in the plan which was one of their key concerns. ACOM are currently looking to work up these reasonable alternatives so that the strategy in the plan can be obsessed, assessed, assessed against them in an objective manner. Uh, these alternatives include extensions to the market towns and key villages in the district. While we await the outcome of ACOM's appraisal, while we still await the outcome of ACOM's appraisal, officers are confident that all the work that was put into the local plan uh, over the preceding years in, and identifying the, the strategy in the plan will mean that it is the most appropriate strategy. But we await uh, ACOM's judgment on that. Turning to the questions today. Uh, Mr. MacDonald uh, raised the point about whether the SA, uh, the updated SA, will look again at the homes and jobs forecasts. Uh, it won't. It is looking at the, uh, the sites and the site selection process and the strategy to meet the, uh, the needs identified. Uh, it's not evidence to support the predetermined view. No, um, the. The updated SA, uh, the consultants have not been given um, any particular objective of supporting the strategy in the local plan. They have been uh, commissioned to conduct an independent review of the sustainability appraisal to determine whether the strategy is the most appropriate. Will we be, uh, Ms. Wilkins, Ms. Wilkinson said, will we be reviewing the evidence base? We won't be producing new evidence base to support the SA, um, but the SA, the updated SA will be looking um, again at the evidence base we have. Um, where it has concerns about that, it will identify those concerns. It's been asked to, to look at this in an, in an objective manner. Consultation time. Um, the the, if the, uh, sorry, regarding your second question on whether the consultation will be timely and transparent, um, if the sustainability, the updated sustainability appraisal does not, oh, sorry, does identify that the strategy in the local plan is the most appropriate, then it will be timely. We will be looking to uh, publish it for a period of representations shortly after receiving it. Uh, so we will be receiving uh, a copy of the document sometime in mid-December, a draft of it earlier than that, slightly earlier than that, um, and we would look to publish it for a period of representations shortly after receipt. Uh, review the process. Uh, Councillor Ralph covered that. Um, Councillor Hall made the point that it's not that the, well that the ACOM review identified that it's not clear why we need three garden communities. The, the uh, review says that a number of times. Uh, that's correct. Uh, 
Um, uh, you talked about um, whether we would be able to submit the local plan to the Secretary of State on or before the 24th of January so as to be compliant with the uh, old MPPF. Again, if the SA or the updated SA identifies that the strategy we have is the most appropriate, then that is something that we will still be able to do. Um, if it says something different, we'll have to consider what, what to do in that case. Uh, no proper consultation on the local plan. Um, if, it, if the um, sustain, updated sustainability appraisal identifies that the strategy in the local plan is the most appropriate, then we would not be looking to publish the local plan again for a period of representation. It would be the sustainability appraisal by itself. Uh, and I won't comment on recovering of money from anyone by anyone. Councillor Barker. Thank you, Chairman. Chairman, I read this report twice to sort of get my head around it, and it seemed to me that what the report... Uh, you know, we've all sat through these meetings, we've sat through Cabinet meetings, uh, we've sat through a lot of meetings, we've seen a lot of evidence, and to me, the deficiency appears to be that the sustainability appraisal does not evidence that that evidence has come to us. Are you with me? It's, we know we've sat here and we've gone through the hierarchy of whatever and we came down to that and we came down to that and we sat here and we've gone through why two garden communities couldn't deliver to the timetable. We sat here and it seemed to me that this is what this paper is reading. Not that there's anything fundamentally wrong, but that the sustainability appraisal doesn't go step, through, step by step through. Is that what the officers feel? That's how it read to me. Uh, the, oh, I haven't counted the number of times that the, the word clarity or, or clear appears in the, uh, the SA review, but it, it strongly comes through that lack of clarity is, a, um, is one of the key criticisms. Not, not the only one, but a, a key criticism in the report. Councillor Lodge, then Councillor Dean. Councillor Bark is saying there that there's nothing fundamentally wrong. Well, she hasn't read it properly then. There is something fundamentally wrong and uh, one of the major things is that there hasn't been a review of, of the uh, alternatives to the strategy that, uh, that we came up with and, and this is something that we've been putting forward at PPWGs for uh, years now. So that statement is fundamentally wrong and now we are being uh, asked to address those alternative strategies unless I'm grossly mistaken. But can I just then come to, to the process? You'll remember that in the 19th of June, um, we made very strong representations and a motion to say that following the uh, report from the Western Braintree inspector, that more work needed to be done to get this right. Um, it would appear shortly after that then, that in June, the ACOM review was commissioned the work was carried out June to August um, and the very first thing that we members knew about it, we members who are on the PPWG, was I think last week in the middle of November. How on earth can that have been allowed to go on without feedback to members? That's the first point. I have other things to come. So um, after the Regulation 19 stage um, and the resolution of uh, the Council talk back in, in July, what officers have been doing is preparing 
um, the evidence that's necessary to support the, uh, the examination of the plan. So uh, it's part of that, that process to uh, undertake testing, including seeking legal advice as to whether or not um, the evidence is there and, where necessary, uh, supporting the robustness of the evidence base by um, reviewing that material and strengthening it where necessary. So uh, it's, it's, that's a process which is very much in the Office of, Office of Domain after the resolution which Council made in July. My question was that you started the piece of work in June. We knew nothing about it until November. Is that an appropriate process? Well, the, the work had reached the stage where we uh, commissioned ACOM to, uh, to update the essay where it was appropriate to, to draw it to, to members' attention, particularly because it will lead to a, a further opportunity for representations when we receive the ACOM report. I asked the chairman when he knew, uh, the chairman of the cabinet member responsible, when did they knew about the ACOM report and how have they been kept updated that, uh, uh, whilst that process has been going on? In November, about a week before you knew it. And do we think that's an appropriate way of carrying on this business? Well, Mr Harper has answered uh, your question. Um, and uh, clearly we will review uh, that bit of the process. You had other questions? Um, yes, I have some, some more fundamental questions after, the, uh, after those unsatisfactory answers. Um, it doesn't seem to say absolutely specifically whether we're going for option two or option three on the uh, ACOM report. Three. Excellent. Um, question then following out of that, this appears to be a massive piece of work. Um, we, we, we've been looking at the sustain, various sustainability analyses over, over several years. I think we're now looking at about six weeks to go when this report is produced. Can this really be done properly in that time scale? And if so, could we see a detailed project plan for that in the very near future? ACOM have assured us that they can complete it to the timetable. Um, they, haven't, they haven't shared a project plan of the, the work with us. Um, I could request one from them. I think it would be helpful. Yep. Councillor Dean. It's difficult to know where to start and end because there are a lot of uh, messages that come out of this. Um, I mean, to me, it, it reads as though the, the people who prepared the existing uh, sustainability assessment uh, didn't, didn't follow the rules and weren't consistent in the way they went about it. I mean, one of the points that's made is that um, in assessing um, a site at Takeley, they, um, they came to one conclusion, I think it was on wildlife, uh, which was saying that th this needed to be looked at, and yet they took the word of the um, proposed um, developer or the, the um, landowner at uh, Eastern Park, who said he was going to be do doing something about 
that, and therefore that was, in, in one case, taking the word of the developer, in another case, coming to a, a, an independent conclusion. I think that's, that's the sort of thing that is criticised here it, uh, from what I have read so far, and I have only read it once, uh, rather than Councillor Barker, who's managed to read it twice. Um, so, in other words, you know, taking that in isolation from lots of other things, it's really saying that you haven't gone about the work in a consistent way, and therefore you're not entitled to come to an, an overall judgment. Um, I'm, I certainly, re I can't get a, I can't get a feel from this as to whether. Once the new assessment is done, they're going to come up with a different answer or a new one. But I can understand to some extent, thinking back over the last 12 or 13 years, uh, as, to why, as to why this might have happened. And I know it doesn't, it doesn't help us to come to a conclusion other than you know, the Council has changed direction on a number of occasions, starting off with... Um, a new settlement and then going away from that and then coming back and then having two and then and then having three so I can understand anybody producing a just a, any any analysis of this that they might get confused as to which bit of information at which time or in which year was the right one to go for I mean that, um, but I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses I mean I think I think what I will say is that um, I'm I'm impressed no I'm I'm, I'm pleased that Officers have actually done what they've done and not tried to shove it under the carpet and hope that all would be well next year. I think that would have been the last, the last thing that should have been considered. So from that point of view, you know, I'd like to uh, congratulate our officers in being open and transparent and saying that uh, taking the message that it has to be done properly because <laughs> the last thing we want is it to go belly up in the way that... Um, uh, North Essex so far has done. Um, can I leave it at that for now? I'll come back. I'll, I'll look through. Yeah, of course. Uh, so I've got some questions, I think. Sure. I need to look so, through. But we so mustn't that. forget that a sustainability appraiser is a summary of a whole host of other information, yeah. and as both you and Councillor Barker have alluded to, and I think Councillor Lodge may have done as well, that uh, this group, but it's not just this group, this is an advisory group, um, have considered over the last um, two years. And on top of that, we have had four visits by planning inspectors who have all... Um, digested it. They haven't been inspections. I don't want to overweigh over this point, uh, but they have reviewed um, our plan and found it um, and have supported it. So, um, uh, you know, we await the outcome of the uh, ACOM report, but uh, we can discuss all night whether we think it's more around context and substance, but um, I think the, the, the bottom line is that the Council has responded to information it picked up around North Essex and has responded uh, prudently. Anybody else? Councillor Lodge. Yes, sir. I have to excuse me while I find this plea part. It's in the original report. Um, I think it's point nine in the officer's report. The the, the, there is le legal advice where it says the barrister does not consider that this will necessita necessitate the local plan to be published for representations alongside the SA unless the SA points to uh, basically serious mistakes in there. Um, this doesn't seem to quite chime with, with the report from 
ACOM and how, how do you then reconcile those two? I can see you have an answer soon. Uh, you're, you're right, Councillor Lodge. Option three in ACOM's report um, says publish the essay alongside the local plan, um, and that's what we sought legal advice on. We, we wanted to go with option three, which was the most robust option, which um, sought to address the risk as much as we could, um, but published, there wasn't, there's not enough time to publish the local plan for another period of consultation period for representations and then submit by the 24th of January. So we sought legal advice as to whether we could um, publish the sustainability appraisal uh, without publishing the local plan. Um, and the, uh, our barrister said that that was possible. Can we see that legal advice, please? Uh, yeah? No, it's for written advice. Um, yes, I, I, I think we ought to sound our barrister out as to whether or not there are any risks in circulating his advice, but um, if there aren't any such risks, I don't see why we shouldn't. We would hope there weren't, because his advice is basically to the organisation, so we'll try and do that. Councillor Dean. There is one uh, theme that pops up from time to time, and... Um, and I think it was actually referred to by Mr. MacDonald in his questioning or his point-making. That's this about needs, needs versus location. Now, I don't quite know what that means in terms of the distribution of needs, housing need across the district. Um, one, one thing that we haven't had, and I'm open to correction, but my memory tells me we never, we didn't start off with an overall vision um, which said, um, you know, things like we've got an airport in the south, we've got the Cambridge effect in the north, and, and how do we interact with that? And we've got transport links north and south and east and west, and therefore we, we want uh, we, we, the need for housing is in roughly these locations, and, and then went out and ask for sites in specific locations. Correct me if I'm wrong, but my memory tells me that, first of all, the plan is and has to be based on where people will come forward with land. We, we can't, it isn't the other way around, where we say, well, we think that particular area is the right place and we'll, um, we'll compulsory purchase the land regardless of whether they want to develop it. So it, it, it just seems to me that part of this confusion comes out of the, the progress. We didn't start off top level and work downwards to some extent, and, and that's, that's an inevitable consequence of the process of let's come forward and tell us where you'd like development to happen and then we'll choose which ones we want. We went out for areas of search, but those areas of search inevitably, as far as I'm aware, were based on the fact that there was also land available there rather than, you know, here's a map and we'll draw a circle there because we, for whatever particular reason we think that should be developed. So is, is, is it not the way this lots all come together that you end up 
with a, a bit of um, you know, retrofitting, and the retrofitting to some extent is a is is has to be part of it, rather, and. Um, and, 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 then, and then that leads to some of these sort of inconsistencies if, if the kind of audit trail isn't complete. I, I, you know, I know that's a ramble. I'm just trying to get my head around how we got where we are. Yeah, so, uh, and I think that this was the inspector's comment about North Essex that, um, I don't know whether the term is vision, but they started with a plan and, 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 and sort of fixed it to the plan. And, and, and we absolutely did not do that. Uh, we worked, as you said, from the call for sites and then worked that up. We took a lot of evidence about the benefits of new communities as opposed to uh, adding on to existing communities and uh, collectively came to the conclusion that new communities were the, was the right option. Um, and then there was a very detailed analysis in terms of which new communities. Now, depending on where you live and what your views are, you'll believe that option A is better than option B and vice versa. So, but we have been through that process. Um, officers may wish to comment, but I actually think this time we've done it the right way round. And uh, I think the inspector's criticism of uh, North, North Essex was that they hadn't. They were working to a basically a plan. Do you want to add, and then we'll get to, uh, officers to comment, and then Councillor Ranger wishes to comment. Well, yeah, all I wanted to say in particular is this needs versus location thing that keeps popping up okay. that, that puzzles me a bit. So my interpretation um, from reading ACOM's report is that they're suggesting that the Regulation 19 SA report um, separately considered the quantum of development as a whole across the district that uh, the plan should provide for and the distribution of the development. So it looked at them as two separate um, exercises. Uh, which um, I accept that ACOM have read the report and the report may give that impression, but I think members will probably recognise from their involvement in the process, I, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's what we did at all. Um, I mean, iteratively, we certainly looked at uh, the quanta of development and I think in each iteration, uh, there may have been some ex exceptions, but the quantum was always increasing. And as it increasing, increases, we reviewed the, the, uh, the most appropriate development strategy to meet that new ever-increasing quantum. Um, so I think my interpretation is it's around the adequacy of the explanation rather than that we approached it in the way that ACOM um, indicate that from reading the report we might have done. Okay, anybody else want to comment? Otherwise I'll go to Councillor Ranger. Thank you Chairman. Um, yeah, I'm happy with the fact that we've um, in the circumstances undertaken the review <coughs> excuse me, and that we will obtain a timely um, resultant report um, which will be issued so that our objective of the 24th of January submission is still valid. Um, however, I note that option three refers to, um, in the penultimate uh, sentence, alongside the local plan for a further Regulation 19 consultation. Um, should that say representation? Yeah, it should. Yes, it should. Uh, yeah. ACOM have used the wrong word, I'm afraid, in consultation. Councillor Lees. 
I'm sorry, I didn't quite hear the answer to that. I was going it's to a representation, not a consultation. Yeah. Will there as be was Regulation 19. Okay, so there will be another consultation on Regulation 19 as in Option 3? No. There won't? No. So we're not taking Option 3? Yes, we are. We are taking Option 3. We are taking... it says in Option 3... Well, I mean, there will be a plan for further Regulation 19 consultation. Just double clarifying, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're taking an, an amended Option 3 without... Uh, well, so long as... Uh, let me start again. The barrister advised that as long as the um, updated sustainability appraisal does not indicate that the uh, strategy we have in the local plan is the wrong one, i.e. indicates that it's the right one, um, then we do not need to publish the local plan again for another period of representations. Um, and we can just publish the sustainability appraisal. Good. Thank you. Councillor Dean. I'd like officers to um, go away and think about this one. And it's, it's, it's part of this long-winded iterative process. Um, and it, it's the fact that, you know, up to the end of, um, or, or back in 2014, the council was promoting uh, Elsnum, Elsnum, as it's regularly known as, um, and I challenged that at the time. Um, and there were others, other organizations that were at that time promote, promoting what we now know as North Uttlesford. Uh, and, and I said, why are we ignoring that? And it was partly about numbers, you know, in other words, and the numbers keep changing. So that gets confused as a whole thing as well. But, you know, at one time, the, the, the position was, well, you know, Great Chesterford is the wrong place because we aren't supposed to be providing homes for people who work in Cambridgeshire. Now, we're, you know, we now have three garden settlements in our plan. North Huddlesford is one of them, and we're saying, you know, well, handshaking with people across the A11 in Cambridgeshire because the two do go together, and that, you know, I think in my head makes sense. So I'm raising this now not because it was controversial at the time but because it might be something worth looking back just to see how our logic has changed um, and, and that, that might be something that might be, might be why the documentation doesn't quite hang together as well as it could do and as well as I hope <laughs> the uh, revised essay in due course hangs together. I'll let officers answer the second part. In terms of the numbers, um, we shouldn't lose sight that the government is absolutely committed to delivering 300,000 houses a year. You can either agree or disagree with that strategy, but that is the government strategy. And they will retrofit the formula to make sure that everybody's um, numbers add up to 300,000. So there is a consistency in the numbers. Officers, do you wish to comment on the other points? Um, I think you suggested that we, we go away and have a look at how the logic has changed around the location or the strategic location of development across the district. Um, that's something that we're happy to go away and have a look at. Mr. Harborough. Yeah, I think we should recognise that what ACOM are doing is uh, an update of the sustainability appraisal of the 
the Reg 19 version of the plan, they're not going to go back and redo the sustainability appraisal at all the preceding stages in the preparation of the plan. Absolutely. Yeah, quite clear. Councillor Lodge. In, uh, in, in ACOM's report 5.10, they have the uh, page 84, they have the, the main recommendations. Um, a question for you, Mr. Chairman. Wouldn't that it have been an appropriate measure for this committee to take a decision on which of the uh, recommendations to take? Well, we're not a decision-making body, um, and um, the clear evidence, including our legal evidence, was that we should take note of what the inspector had said about North Essex, which meant that we should appraise, and then on the evidence of the appraisal, uh, to uh, redo aspects of the, the uh, sustainability appraisal. Coming down to another subject, there's, there's been quite a bit of talk about retrofitting, um, I, I wonder if we're now at a stage then in view of the, um, the decision on the airport last week. We appear to have steadfastly um, refused to include airport plans into our district plan. Um, can we sustain this position? And is the inspector really going to ac accept our plan with what is uh, an enormous hole in it? Mr. Harper. Uh, it will be an issue before the inspectorate examination because there are representations which suggest that um, the plan should be more explicit about what it's providing for in terms of the airport development. Sorry, was that really an answer? Yeah. yeah it's, it it's an issue. It's an the issue. inspector will need... Well, I imagine that he was selected as one of the, uh, the issues for, for examination. It's up to him. Uh, looking at the representations which we passported to him, what, uh, where he will focus his examination, but I would expect that to be one of the issues that he will... Do, do, are we likely to have any answers particularly about the inadequacy of the infrastructure proposals of the airport? Are we going to address those? Well, you spent, uh, you were on the planning committee that studied pages of improvement to the infrastructure. You're perfectly aware that uh, Junction 8 uh, is, is being improved in what is known as the medium-term strategy, and uh, you're perfectly aware that uh, Manchester Airport Group and many others will be making contributions to further improvements to Junction 8. So the answer to the infrastructure, surface access to the airport was a key, a key matter for last week's decision. And uh, Essex Highways and the other author relevant authorities were satisfied that uh, the appropriate action was being taken. Now, you may smile, as, but you're not a highways expert, uh, you're a councillor, and uh, we at times do have to listen to experts. Anybody else? Uh, anybody else? In which case, uh, the item is to note. We've noted. Can I, can I, Mr. Chairman, can I ask what will happen when the report comes in in December, the new one? Have we got a, a plan for us to look at it? I think we can, we can make that plan. I think that's a perfectly legitimate request. Yeah. Yeah, I that think, will be an action. I, I, think, I think we yeah, should. We'll I think it would be important, even if it says, fine, but you just didn't write it very well. <laughs> okay. Well, well uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, we'll find out when uh, ACOM do their report. 
Uh, item 6, any other item which the Chairman considers to be urgent? There aren't any, so thank you very much. Meeting closed.